Hello, and welcome to the Preserve and Illuminate podcast, where my dad, Nick Benson, and Justin Moss talk about being salt and light in a bland and dark world. Welcome back to the Preserve and Illuminate podcast. My name is Nick Benson, and as always, joined by my brother, Justin Moss. Hi, Nick. How's it going, Justin? I'm good now that you're here. Hey, oh, amen. <laughs> how, how, how you doing this week? <laughs> I'm just good that you're here. Nick. I just look forward to this. Yeah. I'm blessed, bro. I'm blessed. How about you? Same. Yeah. Busy week. It's been warm. Yeah. I don't, uh, not mad at that, but at the same time, it's been warm. <laughs> well, you're okay. You like, you like. I like cold better, but. Okay. Yeah. I'm definitely more of a, like to wear a jacket or a hoodie or something yeah. like that. Layers. I like layers. Um. But yeah, not mad at the heat because it, you know, there's seasons. We gotta go. We gotta keep walking. <laughs> just keep walking. Just <laughs> like Dory, just keep swimming. Just keep walking. <laughs> um, but yeah, as always, um, we come together to yeah. talk about being salt and light in that dark and bland world, and yeah. uh, share what God's put on our heart uh, for different topics that He's given us, or that we maybe mentioned in previous episodes, and. That's what this one kind of stemmed from. This was, uh, I believe it was kind of, a, we can almost say it's kind of a continuation from the last episode where we were talking about um, serving and ministry mm-hmm. and then how it seems like there was like a, always a core that were there doing that, but there's definitely not enough. You know, we mm-hmm. mentioned about the the labor labors being uh, few yeah. when the harvest right. is uh, plenty, you know, so mm-hmm. Uh, we we titled this one "Men, uh, Where Are You At?" Mm-hmm. Uh, as a question, mm-hmm. um, maybe rhetorical, even for ourselves too. Um, I know when I was praying on that topic and kind of trying to get you know some some words or some notes together to be able to share, it was definitely uh, something I also checked my heart and took some self inventory on things that I could be doing more, you know, or or or. Uh, things that I'm lacking and because we're not perfect. So there's always going to be something to improve on. And if you're not looking for improvement, I think you're just kind of staying still. And, you know, what happens to still water, you, you know, become stagnant Mm -hmm. mosquitoes and it's it's gross. Gross. Right. And then malaria sets in. (laughs) Yeah. So I ain't trying to do that. Leeches. Um, Also wanted to mention that uh, the United States of America is now another year older. Congratulations. Yeah. Um, which I think kind of tied in well to think about. I was, I was contemplating leading up to the fourth on um, like kind of like listening to different episodes, sorry, podcasts that uh, talk about where our country came from, who did it, who was there, why they did it, mm-hmm. what happened when they did it. Um, and man, our forefathers were examples of men of men, you know, like because they not only, you know, led by an ex- like with action they also sacrificed everything for a bigger cause a cause that uh was outside of just them you yeah. know they set us up for what we've have now obviously that's under attack by the enemy like always because the enemy's always going to attack good mm-hmm. um but thinking on it and and, and really like uh, really trying to understand that time and then what they went through and i was like and like hearing different stories about all the different uh it's like the was the sons of freedom like there's mm-hmm. you know and then the different um men that like thomas 
Thomas Nelson Jr. He mm-hmm. was uh, like a you know a rich governor that mm-hmm. basically. So you listen to the Wall Builders? That was one of them, dude. Yeah. So shout out to the to the Wall Builders, and if you guys don't listen to their podcast, they have a two part series. Three today was the sorry th- three or last Friday no, maybe or something like that. Two or three? I, I think it was saw, a three part. Maybe, maybe I didn't refresh. Either, either way, <clears throat> go check out their series on uh on freedom in the history of america it's it's legit yeah that was that was a and it's one. embarrassing on some of the questions that they ask people that they have no clue that is true yeah they yeah people didn't even know what difference yeah. between constitution and, and declaration, declaration. oh yeah. man yeah. yeah so yeah that that is like, i'm glad you said that because yeah wall builders was one of the ones that it was like a series that was uh really eye-opening for me where you know, I thought I knew some stuff and then there was things I didn't know. But then, you know, one of the ones they mentioned, I didn't want to just talk about Thomas Nelson Jr., but um, mm-hmm. Benjamin Rush, mm-hmm. founder of public schools, said that the one book that should never be removed from schools was the Bible. Yeah. Because when you remove the Bible in the future, you'll spend more money trying to fix disciplinary and moral wrongs because you've removed morality by removing the Bible. Yeah. And I was like, wait, that's the founder of public schools said this i'm like man how far have we fallen from that you know like geez man yeah so shout out to the forefathers shout out to everybody that stood up for um liberty and freedom and Mm. did it with uh with god's strength because i think right now that's what we're called to do Mm -hmm. so you know men where are you at that's a straight call and challenge to myself to you justin to any man listening to this um no uh you know, no, no thing or nothing against women because women have definitely rule or rules, uh, responsibilities <laughs> and uh, uh, things that they have to do as well. So there's things they have to stand up for. But we're men; we're not going to talk for women. So yeah. we're speaking to men at this point. Um, so I mean, when man, this could be a, like one of those episodes that's like you know, it may get long. What's it called? Passion episode yeah. or something like that? Yeah. Is where we're like gonna fire a bunch of stuff out hopefully it makes sense but yeah um when praying on this topic what, what were some things that you thought about yeah so th- you know me right this is something that's it's always heavy on my heart right um because if we go back and look um even like you said if we go back as far as like you know our our, our founding fathers and what they had uh envisioned and then set forth and then con you know consummated documents making sure that you know their direction was was proper but what our country was going to be built on Mm -hmm. right because if you think about the declaration of independence it's like this this awesome document that says this is us right like this is this is us and this is who you know who we who we are and who we're going to be the interesting thing that i found in in in, uh, listening to those podcasts was that like they read i want to say it was like three or four chapters from the Bible. Oh yeah. Before right. They wrote that document. Mm. Right. So these group of guys, like they all got together and then they read the Bible. Mm. Guys, that's how our country started. Right. That's how it should be right now. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So, you know, that resonated with me. Um, and then also just because if you look at the problems that we have right now um in our country and in our society. Like a lot of it stems from the lack of leadership of men. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Men just aren't stepping up and our kids, um, you know, whether, whether girls or boys don't have a man to look up to like there, if you were to go 
and ask a kid in like a public school, like, what's a man in your eyes? And they're going to be like, oh, somebody that's good at video games or that plays sports, right? That's not somebody you could look up to right? by any means. And if you think about the people that are in those places, that your kid's looking up to that, right? Right, your kid's looking up to some grown man throwing a temper tantrum on a basketball court. That's what your kid's looking up to, man. Right. So, you know, it's something that's really heavy on my heart um, because, you know, as 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 the Lord's been, you know, working on on me in my life, I realized over time that that was like a big gap. And that's something that I wanted to to stand in the gap for. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I didn't I, I did. I knew I wasn't equipped at that time to be the man that God called me to be. So I had to, I had to do work. Um, but as I went through that work, like each, each kind of like little like stepping stone, um, that I got to, I realized that there's less and less and less people that are walking through Hmm. those steps that are actually, and I'm not saying that my path is the right path, but as we draw closer to the Lord, that's the right path. Right. Um, but becoming a man that there's just not that many men that are willing to, you know, to, to, to do that, that are willing to sacrifice the world for God. Mm. And I think that's like a big, big, like delineator between what is a man and what isn't a man. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're chasing the world, you, you may be a good person. There's a, there's a, there's a possibility that you could be even a, a good man, but a godly man is what we need. That's what our kids need. That's what our country needs. That's what's missing right now and why so many things are just out of control. Mm-hmm. And, and, and somehow, you know, we're being we're being puppeteered by like the media and we're being puppeteered by um, by companies who are just trying to get in our wallets. And it's gone beyond what made America America and what you know, what people should be looking for and saying, oh, wow, that's a place I want to live to where we are now that, you know, it's OK to burn the flag. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, man. Right. Yeah. So, you know, a man wouldn't wouldn't stand stand up for that. Mm-hmm. A man wouldn't let that happen. A man would make sure that, you know, his family and his children are taken care of and they know God. Mm-hmm. That's what a man would do. A man would be somebody that you can go and ask advice to. Mm-hmm. Right now, True. if 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 you can't, you know, if you don't fall into that criteria, you might want to check your heart and find out where you are. Mm-hmm. So I mentioned standing in a gap. Um, I don't, you probably had Ezekiel too, right? Mm-mm. You didn't? Mm-mm. Okay. Yeah. So Ezekiel chapter 22 verses 30, 30 is the one that a lot of people will quote, but I want to finish it through 31 because of, of, of how uh, the Lord kind of completes it. So it says, I, so I sought for a man among them who would make a wall and stand in the gap before men on behalf of the land that I should not destroy it, but I found no one. Therefore, I have poured out my wrath, my indignation on them. I have consumed them with my fire of my wrath, and I have recompensed their deeds on their own heads, says the Lord God. So 31 is actually, in my, this is just my opinion, should always be read with 30, because 30 is a great, great verse, mm-hmm. one that, you know, if you read your Bible, you understand that kind of sticks out to you because you realize that God couldn't find a man to stand on the gap at that time. He right. had no one. Yeah. He didn't say, I found a few. He said, mm-hmm. no one. If we, if we drew out a projection of where our country's headed right now, mm-hmm. this verse is it. <laughs> yeah. Right. I say, don't even finish 31. On that, that, yeah. Yeah. That, that verse that those two verses are it because I mean, 
God is still God. The God of the Old Testament is, is the God of the New Testament, mm-hmm. right? He's the same God that sent his son to save us, but he's still going to bring his wrath, right? Right. So, you know, I, for us as men, that should be something that just takes root in our heart. And then it's part of who we are every day, knowing that, you know, God loves us so much that he say he sent his son to die for us. But at the same time, if we're not unwilling to accept that, then we're on the wrath side of the equation. Yeah. Right. There's no like, oh, maybe I can go here and and barter my way in. That's not going to happen. Yeah. Right? You're either in or you're out. So that will, that's what was on my heart. Uh, and this verse immediately came to mind when we talked about the topic, right? Uh, because of 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 where we're headed and how and how you know bad our country needs men. Because if we had men and we had fathers, uh, we had people that kids could look up to, mm-hmm. and and guys can sharpen each other as iron sharpens iron. Guys can sharpen each other. Our country wouldn't be in the situation that we're in right now, right? So that's what's on my heart, Nick. Yeah, you asked. That's good. Yeah, you asked. <laughs> you stepped in it. You stepped in it. <laughs> <laughs> I like what you said about the the holding back because um, obviously God didn't even hold back letting His Son be the sacrifice. You know, like sacrificing His Son. He like didn't hold that back. Yeah. What makes us think He's going to hold back judgment? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's a great point, actually, because that was His that was His way. Right. Right. He's like, okay, I'm going to give you everything, all of it. You can have it all. Just accept it. Mm. If not, oh man, you guys can't see our faces right now, but we're making like, "Uh." yeah, like (laughs) I don't want to be there. No, no, no. Not even near it. No. Cause yeah, man, if he like, man, that, that, that hit home right there. If he didn't hold back his own son, what Mm -hmm. makes you think he's going to hold back judgment? Yeah. Punishment at least not just judgment, but punishment because we're disobedient. Yeah. At that point. So punishment and discipline, that's kind of eternal know, too. what's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. And eternally, like it's, you know, the man asking for the, the, the finger dipped in water on his tongue just because yeah. he's so. Yeah. The rich man in Lazarus. Right. Right. But, so, um, and he said, go tell my family. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But then I like what the response is, you know, and if they don't believe Moses and the prophets, they're not going to believe a resurrected or a. A ghost, because he's yeah. basically saying, like, send, you know, that ghost. Send, yeah, like, yeah. send Lazarus, send Lazarus as a dead man hotel, yeah. back, you know. But that that, that was, that's a, a heavy picture painted right there. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. But I did, um, I do agree about the, the leadership and the fathers, because that was actually one of my notes was, you know, because speaking on, like, our forefathers, founding fathers, um, for me, I was, I was blessed to have a, a father, a loving one in my life. And not, and obviously not everyone has that, mm-hmm. but I, I believe and know that because I had that and because he showed me how to be a man by his example, I was able to have something to like a, a foundation to build off of, you know, mm-hmm. or at least something to like a template already set. And it's not that he, you know, would, would sit me down and talk about how to be a man and what to do and all that kind of stuff, because that hardly ever really would happen. We would sit down and talk about probably other stuff, sports and things like that, or my next game or something. But um, he showed me how to be a man by always, you know, putting family first consistently too. being Mm -hmm. there by his action, being there by his availability. He always, my parents in general, always made a point to do everything they can to make sure me and my sister had the best education that they could provide, not just sending us to school, 
They made they looked into all the schools before sending us. They paid to t- send us to school. Um, so they and they sacrificed their own wants for many years while we were at the home and growing up. You know, so um, I believe that that's an, a huge blessing from God for my life because if I didn't have a strong father and mother, like a strong parental unit, you know, mm-hmm. in my home. Um, things could have been a whole lot different because mm-hmm. you would question things. And I, and I feel bad for this generation because I think a lot of those homes are, are the opposite of that. I don't think there is a good parental unit front, um, mm-hmm. husband and wife, you know, mom and dad. I think a lot of that has been damaged in a lot of different ways. Um, so it makes it a little harder, I think, on this generation too. So I do have a lot of compassion on that side and I feel for a lot of the young kids. But I think the older generation, even if that's not your son, you can still be a man, a godly example in their life. You yeah. know, like our church has like the stepping up mm-hmm. ministry, like those types of things. Uh, or the father-son camping trip. I even made the comment to a couple other brothers because they're like, I don't have sons, you know, or they only have a daughter. You know, I'm like, yeah, but our you can probably hit up the stepping up guys and probably see if you could take us a, a, a quote unquote son for the weekend to like, sh- you know, and like, I mean, obviously you would have to get parental, like, mm-hmm. like okay, it may work, it may not work, but if you make yourself available, you may actually be used yeah. in a way to like really start helping a young man become a man or a boy become a man mm-hmm. because he's not, he doesn't have that father figure. He doesn't have a good man example. Cause like you said, we're a lot of, kids and you know teens even young adults they're all being led by media influencers and Mm -hmm. and entertainment which all that is all pretty much garbage it's all like stuff that's just gonna come and be cool now and then disappear tomorrow you know like i've seen i'm now old enough to say i've seen (laughs) (laughs) i've seen different fads come and go you know and different things where they you would think that would never be not cool. And then all of a sudden next year, like, that's just not cool. You know, Mm -hmm. like pumps on your shoes, you know, like used to, you know, pump up before you played basketball. Like how ridiculous is that now? You know, like you still got some, I seen seen them. Nah, (laughs) come on now. I was not a Reebok guy. If you see me in Reeboks, immediately call the insane asylum. (laughs) Try to take a shot real quick. I know, huh? (laughs) That's it would have been funny if I would have had him. Though. Yeah, yeah. He's like, <laughs> in the background. <laughs> right? If you, if you don't know where Reebok pumps are. I got a flat. Dude. Right? I got a flat. <laughs> go go, uh, go, look up Reebok pumps. They're going to be the funniest shoe you've ever seen. Yeah. Um, so all seriousness, going along with that. Um, pump, pump it up. <laughs> in... Uh, I was listening to a Tony Evans teaching and he has like that King- kingdom and rising book that just came out. So mm-hmm. like, he did kingdom men series beforehand. Yeah. Um, so you can tell it's on his heart too mm-hmm. of, you know, the, the younger generation needs men, you know, and men to lead and uh, by a good example, not just a worldly one. Mm-hmm. And um, he mentioned uh, Genesis three, nine, mm-hmm. which I thought was pretty cool. So I wanted to kind of piggyback on that where it's basically the Lord calling out to Adam, where are you? Because they're, oh. uh, and, and because they're in sin and they're hiding from God or trying yeah. to. And, and God asks, man, where are you? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's where 
it hit me because I was like, hey, that's our topic, you know, like, mm-hmm. where are you, man? And, yeah. and the God's asking that question, and you you hit it on on the head with Ezekiel because mm-hmm. he's asking that same question, yeah. like, where are you guys? Mm-hmm. So that being said, we as men need to try to help other men and younger men get to that point of, and not saying that we're perfect, me or you, like, no way, shape, or form, but we have sons. And we have, an, you know, a huge responsibility that God's given us to manage that, mm-hmm. manage our household. And uh, we got to lead by that example first. And then from there, we, we pray that our that our sons will do the same. Yeah. And then we pray that all of our friends that we are encountering on a daily basis also be sharpened and, and, and edified by what we're doing and saying on a daily basis. And then that spider webs, you know, like. I feel like everyone always worries about the big problem and they're always like, this needs to happen in order for this to happen. It's like, I think, I think God just uses us for, for us and we're the vessel. So why not just be the vessel and just keep moving as a soldier and don't try to be the general. Don't try to start a revolution. Yeah. Like, I mean, there, if there's a time, if there's a time and a place for that, God will make that happen. Yeah. Man's not gonna. So stop trying to. Because I think that's where a lot of Ming are, are missing, too, is they're missing in action because they're too busy trying to figure out what's supposed to happen. Yeah. Or, or what they want to do. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. what they want. Like, this is this is what I think. Yeah. Right. Once you, you know, once you start getting there and like, OK, I want to do this and you start uh, you start planning. Yeah. Then, then you got a problem. Yeah. You brought up a, a bunch of a bunch of great points because you and I have two different two different upbringings. Right. Mm-hmm. I come from a divorced home, a split home. So it was a little bit different that, you know, once my parents, you know, got divorced, like my pops pretty much like disappeared. Mm. And, you know, it, 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 it took a while for, for me to, to realize what, you know, what I was missing. Um, but once I knew it, and maybe that's why I'm so passionate about it. Like I realized like it was just a man to show me how, what a man was like, I had my, you know, my grandfather, um, who, who was, you know, he was a, he was from a completely different generation than even my dad's generation. Mm. And he was a very like stern, quiet, resolute man. Mm. And, uh, I never, I never got to appreciate what he brought to the table until like, I had like a couple of years left with him, which was a shame because I realized too late what, what he was offering, but I still have those lessons. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe like two of them were with words. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like right. it, it was, it was, it was all what he did Action. and what he, yeah, his actions, what he stood for, and even like what his, what his legacy was, and even later in life, like what, what his heart was too. It mm-hmm. was, you know, it was, it was kind of cool. The other thing um, that you brought up that I thought was was uh, was was, was kind of cool was Genesis in chapter three. Um, this morning I was actually listening to to, um, to Chuck Smith, uh, and he brought up that same thing about um, the tone of voice, like what's missing from you know all of the all of the Bible, especially when God speaks, is like his tone of voice, mm. and that's the part that's you know always up to like people's interpretation oh. on what you think that that tone is. He's like, but if we could have it recorded, it would be awesome because then you could hear it mm. and understand the tone. He's like, but we don't. But you have context clues and stuff like that that will allow you to pick it up. But that same verse he referenced, and he, he said, you know, Adam, he used the King James Version, where art thou? Mm. 
That sounds cool. Yeah, right? It does, right? I can't read that, but it sounds cool. <laughs> We're <laughs> out, though. <laughs> right? How do you, how, I don't get this. I'm what sorry, about I art? I don't speak Shakespeare. Yeah. <laughs> what are they drawing? I don't get it. What are they drawing? <laughs> but he said that a lot of people um, interpret that tone to be like, uh, uh, like, what are you doing? Like, where are you? Mm. But he said he interprets it as like a loving, like trying to find your son. Like, Adam, where are you? Mm-hmm. Where are you right now? And I think that we're in a place right now that God has that heart and compassion and is asking in that way, like, where are you guys? Mm. That crushed spirit, huh? That crushed spirit where he's like, you know, I sent you guys my son. Yeah. I gave you this country. Yeah. I gave you all these opportunities, technology. Like, what are you doing with it? Like, what are you doing? Yeah. And you could, you could almost, you can almost see the pain when you think of it in that frame of God's face crying out to, mm-hmm. to his men, to his children. And, you know, that's something that when Chuck said that, it kind of, I, I thought about that for a little bit. And I was like, wow, that's kind of, that's cool, but it's heartbreaking at the same time. Like how, how have I wasted time not doing what I was supposed to do being called as a man? But at the same time, how have I not honored God and what he's given me? Mm-hmm. You mentioned the, the soldier and the general. Like it really just starts with you doing your part. Right. Yeah. That's the whole point of an army. Like if everybody does their part, the, you should win. Right. If everybody starts acting like individuals, you lose. Well, that, that's no different than than, you know, the spiritual warfare that we're fighting. It's really easy for the enemy to pick people off when they're all spread out. When we're in one group united, he, he can't penetrate us. Mm-hmm. He's going to go the other way. He's going to pick some other battle because, well, he already lost anyways. But <laughs> he, he's going to he's going to lose that one, too. So, you know, us as us as men have to understand who a godly man is. Right. And we can always look to God for that direction and that guidance and then pray to be used by him. But also, you know, when I was thinking about this, I was going back to like the old the Old Testament um, men of God, because I just I just Googled like, you know, men of God just to see. Mm. And as I was going through I was looking at like second Kings first and second Kings has that phrase a lot, man of God, man of God, oh, yeah. a lot. And yeah. I, it, 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 it never dawned on me that it came that much. But when you think about who God called as Kings, he called men of God. He didn't call people that weren't men of God. Yeah. Yes. The majority of them failed, mm-hmm. right? The majority of them failed. However, um, like going back through and, 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 and kind of reading through a couple of those scriptures. And then I actually went over to Hebrews chapter 11 and kind of walked through hmm. the hall of faith. Um, but in Acts chapter 13, verse 22, you know, it talks about, um, about David, right? Mm-hmm. So Acts chapter 13, verse 22, he says, and when he had removed him, he raised, talking about Saul, mm-hmm. he raised up for them, David as king, to whom also he gave a testimony and said, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart, who will do my will. If you were looking, you, we are looking for how to be a man, we should be after God's own heart, mm-hmm. which is hard to do. And it seems like it's untain- unattainable, right? But at the same time, like you mentioned, it's just those steps. You just step yourself and keep walking through 
that process of sanctification. And then God will allow you to take on more responsibility and he will mold you and shape you into him, his image and who you want you to be. That way you can be that man that we're called to be. And if we're, if we're going to call people out, you know, it just does it justice to let them know where to look. Right. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that, um, I appreciate you sharing that verse because actually it made me think about that actual um, statement where it talks about God saying that David's a man after his own heart and it mm -hmm. finishes um, who will do all my will. And in my translation, it says he will do everything I want him to do. Mm. Um, you know, and, and as men, we have a calling and responsibility to lead, you know, so I, I wrote like we're supposed to influence those around us to strive uh, towards godliness. Yet right now it seems like men are under the influence of too much stimulation and self-gratification. You know, I have, I put quotes like follow your heart, do you, I'm a do me, self-made, self-success. Mm -hmm. It's all, you know, it's, it's instead of men looking to the younger generation, trying to pick them up and, you know, I don't want to always use the word disciple, but like, you know, actually. Well, yeah, I don't think that's a bad word. I don't like, think it is too, but I think yeah. sometimes people like it misses people like where they're like, oh, disciple, like, oh, the guys in the Bible. But uh, I mean, it is like a, a bringing up, you like know, a like mentor, mentoring. Yeah, yeah, we're discipling somebody. Mentoring maybe maybe more of the, the modern day wording <laughs> that might be better. But yeah, I mean, I feel like as men, we need to have other men and younger men that we're mentoring or mm -hmm. you know like a paul to a timothy where we're you know we're not going to write them letters obviously but we can call them text them fellowship with them do things to like kind of show them like hey what we're doing and you know i think you know that's where paul says you know follow me as i follow christ mm -hmm. and it's an imitation of of doing that in your life like mm -hmm. not following the man but being in the same mindset of following God full and wholeheartedly, you know, mm -hmm. and as men, if we're doing that by nature and by design, we also bring up not only our families, you know, those statistics are crazy where it's like mm -hmm. when the mom comes to faith, only some 30% or something of the family gets saved. But when the father, it's like 90 something percent mm -hmm. where it's like almost guaranteed at that point, when the father is saved, the rest of the family follows the lead. So if we're not leading by a godly example, ultimately we're leading by a worldly example. We shouldn't be surprised when we get worldly children and worldly mm. marriage and worldly relational problems because we're stuck in the world's rut, you know? Right. And, you know, you brought up something about, you know, the fathers and their influence on the salvation of their family members. Mm -hmm. And that, that's, a, that's a key thing, too. But that also kind of tells you what influence a father has on the entire family and their children. And then there's generational implications within that, too. Mm -hmm. you yeah, know what I mean, for sure. It, it doesn't mean, you know, if you if you give your heart to Jesus, that your children are going to do the same right away. Mm -hmm. um, but we are promised if we train a child up in a way when they're older, they will not depart. Right. Amen. And that's something that we should hold fast to. As, as Christian men, mm -hmm. um, because sometimes you do get caught up in those temporary moments or those short seasons where it doesn't look like that's going to be the case. Um, we're called by God to be men. We're not called by God to be lazy. 
and you could read through the whole entire Bible. You could pretty much pick any book in the Bible mm-hmm. and it's calling out men right. at, at any given point, right? <laughs> none more, none more uh, proving and, and piercing than what we could read in Job, mm-hmm. right? Because Job mm-hmm. was this awesome man. Right. There was none like him at that time, right? And, you know, if you look at Job 1, 1, he says there was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job. And that man was blameless and upright and one who feared God and shunned evil. And then if we go to verse 3, he says, so this man was the greatest of all people in the East. Mm-hmm. And if we go to, 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 to Job 1, 8, we'll see how God looks at Job as Satan is looking for somebody to go after. And he says, the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? There is none like him on earth, a blameless and upright man, one who fears God and shuns evil. Mm. So can God say that about us? Can he say that about us? The standard here that Job set is like, is huge. Mm-hmm. It's huge. But that's what we should be striving for because that's who God is looking for. Right. And, you know, as we do that, then we get to, you know, witness to our children without our words, what a godly man is. Mm-hmm. Like if you could just dedicate yourself to waking up every single morning, early in the morning and seeking the Lord and reading the word, you know, your children may catch you doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, they may wake up one morning and start to ask you a question. And you say, well, hold on real quick. I'm almost done. And then we can, then we can talk. And they see you dedicating your time. It, it, it just, it just, you, you can plant those seeds continually in their life. Mm-hmm. And one day they're going to be curious to see what you were seeking. Mm. And then they may want to follow in that same tradition. If you give your children devotions at night, then they are getting the word from you. Mm-hmm. And that's the fruit of your morning work right. happening at night. And then you kind of develop in that and you're planting more seeds. So the more seeds that we can plant in our family as men of God, the more opportunity that they have to understand the God that we have in our hearts. That's probably the most critical thing of being a man of God. Everything else, everything else will be, will be stemmed from that, right? Mm -hmm. Everything else, because you'll start to align yourself with God and you'll start to go through that process of sanctification. And then he'll just start setting you up to be the man that you're called to be. The problem that we're running into now in our society is it's it's the complete opposite, right? <laughs> right? Everything you do in the morning is drawing you away from God. Mm-hmm. All the social media you're consuming, the news that you're watching, um, whatever you're reading, whatever videos you're looking at, like all of them are drawing you away from God. Mm-hmm. All of them, right? And the world is telling you, like you said earlier, just go do you, mm-hmm. go do you. It's that that's the whole that's the whole mentality of of a society. And now we have a bunch of individuals mm-hmm. and you don't have any unity mm. and we're called to be united in Christ. And, and that's where men have to kind of step up. And even the title of this saying, men, where are you at? is so, um, it's so important in this time because we're like in this little pivotal time in history where we as men were called to be in this time mm-hmm. to lead. God set us in this time so that we would do his work. Yeah. He's not going to force us to do it. Mm-hmm. And he can always find somebody else. Right. So you just get to pick. You're either going to be the guy that God uses, the man that God uses, or not. 
Right. And if you're not, then we have to think about that other equation we talked about earlier. You're either on the, on the judgment side mm. or you're on the save side, mm. right? Because those are eternal implications. Yeah, and if if you are a believer, mm-hmm. um, I am Nick. So <laughs> if you're if you're a believer, you've been you've been healed, right? Cleansed from sin. You've mm-hmm. asked for forgiveness. You've been forgiven. So you've been healed. Mm-hmm. So it made me think of Luke 17, where Jesus heals 10 lepers, mm-hmm. but only one comes back and gives glory. Yeah. So it makes me picture society where, where we've, you know, as Christians, we've been healed, but yet we just ran off after we got our prayers answered and went right back into the same things or the same mm-hmm. rut. Mm-hmm. Where only one percent of the hundred, or sorry, ten percent of the hundred percent comes back and stays in fellowship with God and gives thanks to Him, which that should be the first thing you do, and we should be seeking Him, like you mentioned, daily, because one, not only are we being fed, but also we're able to feed others, mm-hmm. all the way down the line to the nighttime devotion. Like mm-hmm. um, we can only get that by seeking Him, so. If we're healed and we need to live out or work out that salvation, you know, like show people what 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 we believe in, you know, mm-hmm. and the only way we can do that is by being fueled daily by by reading and by by uh, seeking Him. So that's why Luke seventeen seventeen stood out because Jesus asked, "Didn't I heal ten men? Where are the other nine? Mm-hmm. And I think it kind of goes along with the topic of what you know, men, where are you at? He's asking like. Didn't I heal ten? Where are the other guys at? But oh, they only seek me when they need something, and then they're gone. And I don't want to be that man. I don't want to be one of those, you know, one of those ninety percenters that's just running mm-hmm. after what I want to do, my desire, my, my, my. You know, I want to, I want it to be, you know, he over he greater than I. Or mm-hmm. uh, my inside joke is hecky. <laughs> Dude, I thought it was hecky too for so long. Shut up. I'm serious. Not to say shut up, sorry, but he just told me to shut yeah, up. On my that, <laughs> well, you did not think it said hecky. I promise, Nick. But then the thing was, like, it it was like a couple of year long thing, and I was like, I know some people listening right now that are probably busting up at the fact for that sure. you also thought it because I, I thought I it was hecky. I was like, what is hecky? Yeah. And you know, I never googled it because I could care less after I saw it. But I was like, I don't understand why so many people have so hecky, hecky. Yeah. yeah. And then. uh <laughs> And then one day I looked at it and I was like, oh, that's a greater symbol. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm a dummy. I, see, at least you figured it out. Someone had to point it out to me because I was like, well, Hecky is like a snowboard company oh, you or said something. It out loud. Yeah. And Aud- <laughs> um, my wife was like, it says he is greater than I. I'm like, oh, I see it now. I just thought it was like a backwards K. <laughs> That's awesome, though. Oh, well, I'm not alone. No, you're not alone. <laughs> it made me feel better. Thank you, right? Justin. <laughs> <laughs> so you, uh, you you brought up two things um, that were really, really good that made me think about it. Because you said work out your own salvation, right? Mm. The in, in, in the scripture, it says, you know, work out your own salvation. And then the rest of it says with fear. Mm-hmm. With fear. Yeah. Right? With the, that, That's that fear that's, of God. Yeah. Right? And then you talked about, you know, um, like putting out, like, you know, you're, you're going to do your devotions and or you're going to read the word and do your devotions. And then, you know, you can only put out what you have. Like, I, I, I want to make sure we kind of talk about that, because as men, 
whatever you have is what you're going to be able to put out. Whatever you consume, whatever you put in your mind, mm-hmm. in your heart, that's what's going to come out, right? Because out of the abundance of the mouth, the heart speaks. Or mm-hmm. out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Mm-hmm. So be, because of, of that, like whatever we do put in is exactly what's going to come out. So if we don't take in God's word, if we're not in fellowship, we're not worshiping him, we're not, you know, um, devoting our time to him mm-hmm. and seeking him in prayer. If we're not doing those things, then we have nothing to give. Mm. Absolutely nothing to give. Right. However, if you and I can talk about statistics for, for baseball right now, that's all I have to give. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you have a baseball question, you're going to you're going to come to me. You have a question about life. You don't want a baseball statistic. doesn't matter to you. doesn't matter to you. If we want to be the men that God called us to be, we have to do those things. We have to be in his word. We have to be in prayer. We have to be worshiping him, right? We talk about the pillars from our church, right? Mm-hmm. And we also have to be in fellowship. Yeah. Yeah, in order to be the, the light of the world, we have to be seen, right? Yeah. We got to be visible. Can't be under a basket. Can't be under a basket. And it works both ways because... You also become easy targets for people too, because we are a bright light in a dark world. But you know, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. So yeah. I feel like every day, as I read more and as I pray more and as I get, uh, you know, more involved with my family and you know us, you know, sharpening each other and then kind of filtering its way out to friends and church and everything else, uh, I feel more confident in that confident in that daily and not mm-hmm. to say like boastful like nothing can harm me because i mean i could walk out right now and get hit by a you know five flaming darts <laughs> from the enemy but like it, it i feel like even if that were to happen a trial storm all that kind of stuff the the lord is gonna be there no matter what and yeah the, life isn't supposed to be easy and i always make the comment of you know nothing worth doing is ever easy and it's like mm-hmm. i believe in that and i've been standing on that for my entire like as long as I, from adult life, at least, even before Christ, you know, before becoming a believer, I still knew that there was going to be things in my life that were hard that I was going to have to do, no matter if they're hard or not, in order to move forward, in order to progress as a human, as like, you know, employer wise, or being a good employee, um, uh, moving down the line to being a good husband, being a good father, you know, so on and so on. So the Lord is working in all through all of us um, in our own individual walks and ways. And we have to be faithful and obedient to what he tells us to do. And if we're the man of the house or the man in our sphere of influence, we uh, need to walk godly and not uh, be stumbled by the world on a daily basis because the world's out there and it's not an easy walk. But I think God gives us that ability to to function and maneuver uh, because he's given that given us the Holy spirit in order to do so. so. Mm-hmm. And it all starts, you know, with faith, right? Cause you talked about that progression of a man and those spheres of influences that you have, whether it's your work, your home, mm-hmm. um, your friends, you know, whatever social groups that you're a part of. Sometimes for us, it's like athletics cause we, you know, we participate in athletics. Um, but it's, it has to be, prefaced on our faith like each step though has to be prefaced on our faith Mm -hmm. so you know if we are at work we have to be that christian at work if we're at our home we have to be that christian at home if we are you know we're we're playing in some secular league we have to be a light there as well and be a christian there we can't be you know a closet christian i was thinking about this um 
a while a while back but i had a uh an encounter with somebody and they and they were like they were like you're a christian and i was like yeah and they're like i'm a christian too and i was thinking myself i didn't even know it Hmm. you know and Hmm. like what kind of light was that right where it wasn't recognized yeah he like lifted the basket real quick check it out look i got a light (laughs) pulled out their card yeah i'm a card carrying christian oh here we go (laughs) get out of jail free card get out of of hell get out of hell free card (laughs) what you got Got oh man you got (laughs) you got the diamond edition wow (laughs) that means you get to see all of the pearly gates (laughs) but you know our faith has to really influence uh and drive each of those facets of our lives Mm -hmm. if it doesn't then we're 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 failing and not to say that you know we have to be obnoxious and and overbearing in these in these circles but we're called to be a light the Mm -hmm. light just shines Mm -hmm. it's not supposed to burn you yeah you know what i mean it's just you're just supposed to shine illuminate just illuminate and that doesn't mean you have to do anything spectacular it also doesn't mean that you have to um, that you have to speak when you're not called to speak. But if you have an opportunity to witness, you witness. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's words. Sometimes it's not. Mm-hmm. But you know, to, in order for us to be a man and to be seen and to eliminate this question or to answer this question, men, where are you at? We have to be the, that light. Really, the whole purpose of our podcast, right, is really yeah. to be to be salt and light in a bland and dark world. But it's important for us to actually make sure that that penetrates each facet of our life like what you were saying mm-hmm. because if we're just a christian at at home and not at work mm. then we our light is only in our house not a not a bad place to put your light but it should also be shining everywhere you go right and you know so it, it, it happens in different ways some some workplaces if that's where you're called to work you may not be able to talk about your faith you may not be able to express your faith you could still be a witness without doing that. You mm-hmm. could be the hardest worker, mm-hmm. the most on-time employee. You can be the one that steps up for extra assignments. There's things you could do to to shine your light, and you don't even have to say a word. Right. Right. I'm glad you said that, because that is that's that's true. Like you, the more often than not, the gospel's told and showed by our action, not our not our words. Because, yeah. like you said, the the when we start sharing too you know too much passion with too much passion it could feel like a heat lamp or it could feel like burn somebody yeah so i definitely appreciate you saying that because a lot of the times we are to observe and do in in action not just trying to tell people what to do um by by words alone Mm -hmm. but uh you know we're probably getting closer to the end here we gotta do closing notes what um you want to go first yeah, because I got a few scriptures. I just saw you turn something. So, yeah. so I have I, some too, so we'll... Are you in First mm-hmm. Timothy? Nope. Okay. But I'm in Second Timothy. What? <laughs> so you go first. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so First uh, Timothy chapter 6, it's verses 11 through 16. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it says, But you, O man of God, O man of God, mm-hmm. flee these things and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, gentleness. So I'm going to pause right there. So if we could just really hold on to that, mm-hmm. then we can answer this question, men, where are you at? Mm-hmm. So let's read some more, Nick. <laughs> fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, to which you were also called, and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. 
I urge you in the sight of God, who gives life to all things before Christ Jesus, who witnessed the good confession before Pontius Pilate, that you keep his commandment without spot, blameless until our Lord Jesus Christ's appearing, which he will manifest in his own time, he who was blessed and only potente, the King of kings and Lord of lords, who alone has immortality, dwelling in inapproachable light, whom no man has seen or can see, to whom be honor and everlasting power. Amen. Hmm. So when I thought about men, where are you at? Like th- this portion of scripture um, came to mind, partly because it says, but you, and I like how it says, oh man of God, mm-hmm. can that be our title? Hmm. Can that be something that we can hold on to and grasp and actually claim for ourselves? Right. Can we say that, that, that Paul wrote this letter, not only to Timothy, but can I, can we put, you know, first Justin chapter six, verse 11, <laughs> can I do that? Right. Am I living that out? No joke. Right. Yeah. Can I, can I own that? Yeah. And that's really what, what, um, I hope to share with you guys because he, he lists some traits of what a man of God is to answer this question. Where are you at? Right. You know, are you pursuing righteousness? Are you pursuing godliness? Are you pursuing faith? Are you pursuing love? Are you exhibiting patience and gentleness? Mm-hmm. Are you, are you doing those things? If we are, then we're there. Mm-hmm. So now we have to shine our light. Mm-hmm. I'll stop there. Those are my closing notes. That's good. That's good because one, it's you know the word of God, so it's Amen. always good. Always. But I think that's good too because it actually ties in with what I was going to share in Second Timothy. Bring it, Nick. Because in verses or chapter two, verses uh, twenty-one and twenty-two, it starts saying, "If you keep yourself pure, you will be a special utensil." For honor, honorable use, your life will be clean and you will be ready for the master to use you for every good work. Run from anything that stimulates youthful lust. Instead, pursue righteousness, or sorry, instead pursue righteous living, faithfulness, love, and peace. Enjoy the companionship of those who call on the Lord with pure hearts. So, you know, in the New King James, it probably says, like, flee from youthful lusts in, in 22, mm-hmm. which... That's where I kind of want to end this is I feel like a lot of uh, a lot of men's uh, stumbling and a lot of the complacency comes into um, energy being spent in the wrong areas mm-hmm. and, you know, immorality in any way, shape or form um, would cause that. So if we're wasting our energy and wasting our time on things that are not godly, ultimately uh, we will be tired and yeah. we will be lazy and mm-hmm. we will become complacent and okay with just sitting on the couch you know not saying that there's not time and a place for that we all need that relaxation and the you know the recovery time Mm -hmm. from a day uh but if our day was consisted of a bunch of filth you know we're gonna ultimately give out that same filth and that's what we're talking about being filled with so uh, i i personally like these verses because it talks about when you keeping when you keep yourself pure, you'll be a special utensil for honorable use. So, the only way to be honorable and worthy in God's sight is when we're pure and clean, and when we're not uh, enslaved by some sin, whether it be um, you name it. You know, mm-hmm. the, the sins in this world are can't even count them at this point, or right. do, most of them don't even have a name. But people are doing them, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of that has to do with worldly uh 
influences and the influences are now past the parents. They're in the younger generation because phones are in every youth's hand. Yeah. And that information is going to the youngest, you know, I feel bad for like the 10 to 15 year old range because they're getting flooded with information that they shouldn't be learning until, you know, they shouldn't be learning. I, yeah, I was gonna say some of it. Yeah, I was just gonna stop myself. I'm like, some of it actually they should not learn. They have no business. But there's, you know, they say nowadays like, um, it would take like a child in the say in the Hebrew or the Bible times. It would mm -hmm. take you know by the age of fifteen, they were doing so much. Where our generation by the age of fifteen, we've taken on three, four generation loads of information because yeah. of Google and and uh, social media and all the other influences that happen through phones and through technology, which technology is a good thing, but it's yeah. also something that can really be a bad thing. Yeah. And if it's a bad thing, Jesus said to pluck, pluck cut, cut cast. cast. Thank you. Bring so it, Nick. We knew it. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, I want to end on that all because right, cool. uh, to be a man, we have to be pure. And the only way we can be used is when we're an honorable vessel. Amen. Amen. All right. I'll pray us out. And, uh, you know, if, if there's somebody that, that, that you feel would be, you know, edified by this or even challenged by this, we, we encourage you to share it with them because this is something that's really strong on our hearts and it's something that's missing absolutely in our country and, uh, and even in our city. So feel free to share. All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you uh, grateful and thankful that you uh, set aside this divine appointment this time, Lord. We just ask that uh, those who listen to this podcast, Lord, are blessed, Lord, but also, Lord, that we would collectively just seek you and your will, Lord, that we would be about your business, Lord, but also, Lord, that you would reveal to us what you have and what you want us to do, Lord. We lift up our hearts and minds, Lord. We lift up our souls. We lift up our families and friends, Lord. We lift up all, all those who may be hurting, whether it's spiritual or physical, Lord, and just ask that you would heal them according to your will, Lord. We thank you for everything, Lord, including your grace and mercy, Lord. We praise you. We bless you. We love you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, don't forget, Jesus loves you, and so do we. Thank you for listening to the Preserve and Illuminate podcast. We hope and pray this episode has brightened up your day. We appreciate you, and if possible, please post or share with anyone that may also enjoy our podcast. God bless.